0: In Between Sundays, episode 43. You're listening to In Between Sundays, where we give you the essentials to live in the world outside of church. From your first job after college to becoming the CEO, this is a podcast for the other six days of the week. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to In Between Sundays. My well, name is Pat, and my name is Nick, and we're well, excited we are excited i'm excited we, we have some cool news for you tonight we do we, have, we have a whole uh, bunch of fun stuff special to announcements about. yeah it's gonna be and a good a good show uh yeah well thank you so much for uh you know letting us into your hearts letting us onto your ipods letting us into your ears yes hopefully they aren't hurting yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully not and uh oh. we're just so blessed to have you guys as an audience. And I just encourage you guys, if you think that there's someone who might enjoy this podcast as well, uh, you know, shoot them an email with uh, InBetweenSundays.com, um, and maybe they will enjoy us as well. Definitely. And of course, our show, In Between Sundays. this is all about young adults. We talk about uh, how to grow spiritually, how to take care of your mind, body, and soul, which is an, a great thing to talk about, you know, because it's uh, Lent right now. It is. We're it's, quickly approaching it is exactly Holy Week. 10 days until Easter. Not that anyone's counting. I have, Except for the people that like made those crazy Lenten observances and they're like oh my gosh <laughs> No, for me Seriously, this is taking too for long For me, I, I'm like kindergarten I have one of those little chain things with the paper that I made and I rip one off every day Not really <laughs> You a no. 40-day <laughs> <Lent> chain? <laughs> no Anyway, hey What are we going to talk about tonight? We have uh, a new What's My Line? Thank you Yeah, thank who you for in. to co- We appreciate in. that we have, uh, we have a help on phone We're going to talk about vocations. So uh, we got a, a fun email and I'm looking forward to answering it, mm-hmm. we have a Catholic challenge. It is different. This is a different Catholic challenge. It is. What you're going to be so you to. should definitely pay attention. Uh, and <laughs> we have some news. Uh, why would you laugh about, about the news? High fru- <laughs> I just see that we have high fructose corn syrups in the news, you know, as well as no, no. I have actually a really funny piece of news. It's a funny day when high, It's a funny day when you have to involve high fructose. But corn we also have uh, you know some fun announcements as well that we do. Uh, I don't yeah. see those in the show notes. Well, so anyway, so. Um, And we have some feedback. Yeah. So let's get started. Um, Every day on In Between Sundays. uh, Every day. Every day. Like we record more than one show a day. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, here at the In Between Sundays studio, uh, we like to do a thing called the three J's. And the three J's are your junk, your joy, and your Jesus moment. So you sort of pick um, like part of uh, whatever's been going on in your week or your day. Or that minute. Yep. It's pretty cool. And uh, you sort of, uh, you know, kind of just observe what's going on in your life and ponder upon it. So, I'll go first. Um, My junk, I'm in morning right now. What? Morning. Why are you Oh, morning? Yep. Oh, I was thinking like sunrise. (laughs) No. I was like, wait, it's like nine o'clock at night. Nope. I am definitely... I have not worn red and blue all week. KU lost in the in in the NCAA basketball tournament. Can I just point out something? They played terribly. You kinda of have red on right now. It's Maroon Thank you very much. Okay. Maroon, purple. Red, you might call kind it a, of the a same kind of thing. purple. It's oh. kind of purple, maybe in honor of K State, as hopefully it's, it's they mirple. continue. It's purple. It's a combination between maroon anyway, and purple. Anyway, uh, so that's my junk, along with just people sometimes uh, on the phone and customer service. Like I spent today on the phone, customer service for 45 minutes. It took a little too long, but that's okay. Uh, so. Hopefully, K-State will pick up the Big 12 flag and uh, take it from there. And um, my joy was I went today and uh, got some coffee with a friend of mine. His name's Jimmy. He's a listener. So, Jimmy, thank you so much for your feedback today. It was really nice to talk with you um, as well as just kind of catch up and grab some coffee. And that was uh, my joy for this week. And uh, my Jesus moment was I was down in Tulsa. My girlfriend Elizabeth uh, got back from a Guatemala mission trip and uh, we spent like an hour and a half in in an adoration chapel together. Uh, That's pretty awesome. Just to kind of, you know, get back with each other and connect connect with God again together. And that was just really nice to spend that much time in the adoration chapel um, down in Tulsa. There's only one adoration chapel in Tulsa. No way. That's like Kansas City. You can go like, I know, five blocks away, Adoration Chapel. Five blocks away, there's another church, Adoration Chapel. There's only one in Tulsa, and it's hard to find. So if, if you're, <laughs> you're in Tulsa, and you want to know where the Adoration Chapel is... It requires a treasure map. It's like, it okay, does. It you does. start at this oak tree, It's sad. and you have to go five paces north before yeah. turning 90 degrees to your left. <laughs> but it's totally worth it. If you can go, it's at uh, St. John's Hospital. <laughs> Let me know if you want directions. I'll write your map. Well, uh, what are your three J's, Nick? I don't know if we have time. We just used up our five minutes. Nope. We have time. Go. Okay. Well, uh, you know, one of the things, and this might be a, a great topic for a future episode. My junk this week has been uh, a little bit of scrupulosity. I think, uh, in case you don't know what scrupulosity means, it's kind of like overly getting self-conscious about like just things you've done wrong or something like that. So, uh, just, uh, just been something that I've been kind of dealing with. And so, uh, you know, uh, don't do that it's not good it's it's kind of an unhealthy behavior so if that's something that that you identify with you know it's it's always good to uh to to take that into account um now that that joke is kind of overshadowed by my joy uh which happens to be that i propose to my girlfriend (laughs) do i get a ding that's (laughs) our big news that's what i thought the big news was there you go so i and uh (laughs) So that's so, good that that's not in the junk category because that obviously means that she said she said yes. Yeah. <coughs> that's another ding there. So all right. <laughs> so congratulations to Nick. Yeah. yeah. So uh so that's the joy category. So you're thinking like how could it get any much be- any better than like you know, proposing And and proposing marriage to somebody. Well, uh, I got to go to reconciliation over the weekend as well. Which you know, I'm sorry. Proposing is great, but like being able to know that you're forgiven of your sins is pretty darn awesome. So that has to be my Jesus. Do we get to hear how you propose? Uh, You know what? We might do that on a future episode if I can convince her to uh, to come down for an interview or something. I don't know. Are are we going to live? We're going to live podcast your your wedding and No, I'm kidding.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Live you
0: stream Nick's wedding. That'd be hilarious. No. She probably wouldn't exactly enjoy that. Anyway, yeah, uh, so we're gonna talk about that. Uh, so we're gonna that's talk about exciting. Some yeah. Hey guys, my brother's getting married. That's pretty cool. So yeah. uh yeah. Um so So that's what's going on. Uh you know, so take a take a time this week to go through your life and, and go through your weekend and take a look at what your three J's are.
1: Plato, Miranda. Mr. Sherman! Okay, then. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Don't nobody understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, man.
0: This is What's My Line, where you call in and give us words or phrases, and we have to fit them into our show. We'll choose one or two every show, and if we choose yours, you'll win a
1: prize. No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world oh this is the worst looking hat i ever saw oh it looks good on you though
0: what you have this like funny look on your face yeah uh, it's because i realized you did something wrong on the u stream what did you do on the uStream? stream did you turn the volume up too much <laughs> no no i, I hit the wrong thing yeah uh, oh, and everyone's now typing awkward silence and yeah hump. anyway can you fix it real quick um i can i'll fix it okay uh, but well, this is our <laughs> what's my line so segment? for those people who are on the UStream audience um, one second it's totally messed up so um anyway for those of those people who are on the UStream audience uh you're gonna have to re- listen to the recording and yeah. you're listening to it right now and uh i'm just gonna type be right back is... pat messed something up yeah this is it serves not working him right now. it's it's not working oh crap okay well shoot I just i'm gonna crap. have to go on I'm just gonna have to go on the uh the main web thing. okay well i'm gonna keep go keep doing the show. I'll edit that little bit out okay, so you go ahead and continue on the show okay so and I'll just work Shh. on this so and we're gonna go ahead and play the uh what's my line bumper which happens to uh come in. And I'm not sure who this person is. They didn't leave us their name.
1: Hey, Nick and Pat. I've got a what's my line for you guys. This is a weird saying that my brother says all the time. And I don't know why, but it's really funny. Here's how it goes. Don't talk to me. I'm a helicopter.
0: So that (laughs) Don't talk to me. I'm a helicopter. I don't don't know. I don't know what that means. How am I going to fit that in? That's hard. Like a helicopter how? Like I go up and down like a helicopter or... I cut your head off like them blades. Uh, Nick. What? Uh, it's a good thing you're my brother. Sometimes you just, you're kind of funny. Anyway. Kind of funny? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay, so that is, uh, What's My Line? So, uh, if you have a What's My Line, you'd be happy. We'd love for you to call us and, and, and give us one. And you can how us... can they call us? Well, I was going to tell them. It is 206-337-7945. <laughs>
1: I've fallen
0: and I fall night, can't get up. She falls in a well, eyes go cross, she gets kicked by a mule, they go back to normal.
1: At the end of this day, one shall stand, one shall fall. You better say your prayers, you flea-bitten varmint! No.
0: Okay, so we got a great email from Carlos, and uh, he said uh, basically in his email, do, "Do you guys read all your emails?" Question mark. Personally, personally, that uh, is a yes. That would be Nick reads them all, but I have a secretary. <laughs> I hired a secretary. I mean, oh, excuse me, not a secretary, administrative assistant. I hired a virtual assistant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and every time, every time she calls friends. me, I'm like, "Hey, don't talk to me. I'm a helicopter." How did you fit that in? That's hilarious. (laughs) Don't talk to me. I'm in (laughs) a helicopter. Because I'm so powerful and strong and I'm such a big billionaire that... uh, Okay, so anyway, read them ourselves. He says, uh, thanks for doing what you do. I listen to your guys' show mostly every time I take my dog for a walk. Rock on. Uh, Which goes to show the infrequently with which I watch Walk My Dog. Which means he only listens to our show like once a month. That's better than your dog walking He's a small dog. He doesn't need that much exercise. Okay, so here, a question in the Ustream chat in one of your shows, someone said Nick was in a seminary. Close. We'll get to that in a second. That's pretty empty. Seeing as your show is one geared towards young adults, I think it would be cool if you guys did an episode on vocations, specifically religious vocations. So at some point in time, we'll we'll see if we can uh, do some interviews with priests. I know we talked to Father Seraphim. I think it was back episode five or six. We talked a little bit about his vocation and what he did. Uh, I so, do not recall. Yeah. And thanks thanks again for the good shows. God bless you and everything you do. You need to keep enlightening us all. Oh, God bless you and everything you need to keep enlightening us all. So thanks Carlos. Thank you. So yeah, so I thought it would be kind of fun to talk a little bit about vocations. So religious vocations or Why is that suspenseful at all? I don't know cuz you know people are like You just wanted to hit a button. No, cuz people are like I, well, I don't know. I don't know about the rest of my life, and I'm not sure if I really want to take that step or not. Okay, here it is. What is a vocation? Vocation. This is from the catechism. This is from the catechism. If you have what, the green, what is what, version, what is the catechism? The catechism is essentially uh, like <laughs> anything. <laughs> anything you want to know about the Catholic Church is in the catechism, like except for canon law. <laughs> Essentially, it's like the the book that says what is Catholic what is Catholic. It's a summary of our faith. Okay, what he said. uh, So, if you have the green version... Don't talk to me in a helicopter. Um, Stop. Stop it. Uh, Page 903 in the glossary. Vocation. The calling or destiny we have in this life and hereafter. God has created... uh, created the human person to love and serve him. The fulfillment of the vocation is eternal happiness. Christ calls the faithful to the perfection of holiness. The vocation of the laity consists in seeking the kingdom of God by engaging in temporal affairs and directing them according to God's will. Priestly and religious vocations are dedicated to the service of the church as the universal sacrament of salvation. So we should probably break that down. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Uh, I'll see your catechism quote, and I'll raise you a quote from St. Francis de Sales, which he said, a good vocation is simply a firm and constant will in which the person who is called must serve God in the way and in the places to which Almighty God has called him. I'll see your quote and uh, raise you uh, my take on it. So, uh, vocation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, here's the deal. I mean, this is something I've actually been uh, struggling with lately, is what the heck is my vocation, and trying to figure out where my life is going. So, to me, uh, it is a call. But it's more of a bowing down uh, to God's will. So, for example, I mentioned in my three J's that I went to adoration for a while. And, um, you know, trying to sort of figure out where I'm headed in my life, you know, as a young adult. And I think a lot of people are, actually. Uh, I think that's a a pretty regular thing for us young adults. Um, And so, to me, what I've been praying for lately is saying God just, like let me do your will or show me your will. Because I think that's the hardest thing for people to, um, figure out is that we sort of have to bow to what God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. And that can, so that can really be a hard thing when when you get down to it is God asks you to do something, you know, are you going to do it? Or are you not? You know, so could, because, oh, yeah. because sometimes, sometimes it can be very challenging. I mean, think about this, uh, we all know sort of that, that story of Abraham, and he takes his son up to the mountain, and God says, I need you to sacrifice your son, and Abraham's about to do it, and then he's like, oh, no, wait, I was just testing you. Um, I don't know if I could have the faith like that, but yeah. that's something that we want to strive towards, and so it's sort of just answering the call of God, um, but we sort of have to bow to what his will is. That's my take on at least what a vocation is. Well, you know, uh, uh, for, for my, somebody told me this one time and I I know it's, people have probably heard it and can, you know, sometimes pretend to be a little cliche, but you know, God, I don't think God ever gives us anything more than what he thinks we can handle. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that what he's giving us is going to be easy. Uh, It can be a real challenge to uh, listen to what God's will is in our life. But he tries to give us stuff while he not, and he tries. He always gives us things that we can handle. Um, it just so happens that some people can handle things a lot more than others. So, um, and I always have the utmost respect for people that have handled things that I know I can't, because that's just something that, I'm, you know, whatever the situation is, I there's just, there's some things I can handle, some things other people can handle. And, and um, every, everybody has a journey okay. that they're on. So, uh, you know, I figured it would be great if I kind of shared a little bit about my vocational story. Maybe it will help some people as they discern their own vocations. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Okay, so Carlos mentioned, he said that you were in a seminary. Now, that's not exactly right. Yeah, because Why don't we sort of go through the different kinds of vocations? So why don't we, will you tell your story? Okay, so the different vocations in the church, you know, you have the married vocation, which is, of course, very prevalent. Uh, you know, almost most of the people in the world end up getting married at some point in time in their life. You know, they have kids and and their job is to raise those kids in their faith and to pass on, you know, their, their lives and, and their ideals and all that, all that stuff. You know, then you have the single life as a vocation, which is people who have lived their entire life, haven't gotten married and they live as a single person. And that's a really cool vocation. Then you have the vocations as a priest, which is in like a diocesan priest, and and, and within that, well, we'll say like religious life as well. So there's, I kind of wrap them into uh, the same group of of people. So where you have you know you're a priest, uh, you can be a priest if you're a religious person. You don't necessarily have to be, and that's something that I I I kind of want to talk a little bit about. Um, so I spent I spent some time discerning. Okay, do I want to become a priest? Uh, and Through that discernment process, I I decided to take a look into some religious orders. And so I took a look into uh, the Benedictines as a religious order, which is, uh, they were founded by St. Benedict. They have this rule for monks. Uh, So if you've ever heard the term monk before, there's a lot of different types of monks. I just so happen to be in an order called the Benedictines, which was founded by St. Benedict. And what the Benedictines do is, is they have kind of two different types of monks, there are brothers and there are priests. So you can be a priest and a monk, but you can also be a brother and a monk. And a brother is obviously not a priest. It's somebody who's kind of living out that call of a single vocation, but doing it within the context of a, like a holy religious order, which can be a little bit different. Um, so yeah, so all, all, uh, all priests can be, well, priests can be monks, but not all monks can be priests. If That makes sense. Or did I just totally No, 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 anybody? no, wait. So you said a priest can be a monk, but not <laughs> all monks. No, no, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, so from, from my perspective, um, you know, a, a quick history of how I got to be in a monastery, which is a little bit different than a seminary. A seminary is preparing you to become a priest. Uh, and so if you're becoming a priest and you're a monk, you do end up going off to a seminary. But you're also part of a religious household which is a, a whole bunch of people. So rather than say like living in a rectory like normal priests do, you live with a community of men or women if you're, you know, female, uh where you are constantly living with these people and they're constantly helping you and challenging you to become better. And better and better. The best way I ever heard it described was by Abbot Philip, who is the Abbot of Christ in the Desert Monastery, and he talked about religious life as almost like a a greenhouse. He said, "As religious life is like a greenhouse, because what it does is it forces the person who." Would otherwise you know be progressing like normally in their spiritual life to almost like bloom before bloom prematurely bloom before their time just kind of like what a greenhouse does is you're able to like get plants to bloom in the winter before it's even spring that's what that's what religious life is designed to do it's designed to help you to like it's it like springboards you further than you would normally go if you had not had some sort of interaction in that relig- religious community. And part of it is is there's people there who are going to try and you know, challenge you to become better people. There's people there that you're going to have disagreements with, and you're all kind of living together. You're all kind of trying to go in the same direction. And, and through those interactions, either the disagreements with people or, or the, the agreements with people and their challenges, you're going to actually progress a lot in your maturity and a lot in your spirituality. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. So, you know, I spent time as a computer programmer for a while, then I decided you know well, that wasn't really what I was necessarily wanting to do with my life, so I spent time as a youth minister for a while, and as I was a youth minister, I started making all these retreats to this monastery, and uh it, you know things just kind of felt at home there, so I figured, you know uh, let's go ahead and give this a try so now well, what's funny about that is it took me about a year and a half of making almost a monthly retreat to this particular monastery to make my decision. And this was something that I've kind of been fostering since I was in high school. So I've been th- I was thinking about the priesthood at probably since I was a junior in high school. And for me, it really wa i really didn't want to take the time to really spend to like give everything up because, with the monks, you end up living in community, so everything is communal. So you don't really have to really depend on earning an income or. You know where your next paycheck is going to come from because that those needs are taken care of by the monastery, so you can concentrate more on your prayer life, more on your spiritual life. So that was a big step to you know kind of like let go of a lot of the stuff that we we tend to get. And like I'm a total gadget geek, so that was a big yeah, step for are. me. So uh, <laughs> Mr. iPhone app. Yeah, the exactly. Week and... It was like oh, I guess I don't need my iPod anymore. <laughs> so but you know, and 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 that's a, that's a different example for me. That I, I decided to get rid of my iPod for a little while just to see if I could do it. You know, that's not necessarily something everyone has to do. So, yeah, so I decided to go off into the into religious life and to check it out. So, and, and the thing is, is it's like, it's no never a harm to even go, go check it out or even to investigate it. And I think it's almost like something, I think everyone has a responsibility to at least think about once is to think about, man, maybe I really am called to be a priest or a religious person. And one of the things I, I like to tell people too, is, is that, um, uh, one of the things that I I feel is is not getting as much publicity lately is the religious vocation of being a brother. Uh, You know, you hear a lot about sisters. You hear a lot about nuns. You hear a lot about priests. You hear a lot about religious priests. You don't really hear too much about religious brothers. And I think that there's like this group of people out in the world who could totally fulfill the vocation of a religious brother. Now, here's what a religious brother is if you're not familiar with it. Uh, I I think it's one of the coolest vocations in the world because... it's it's it basically what you're doing is you're you're committing to live the life of a monk, but without having the responsibilities of a priest. Because priests have a lot of stuff they have to do. Oh, sure. I mean, they're like the shepherds of the parish. They, yeah, absolutely. You know. but you know, there are some people who are not called to be priests, but they still want to live a, a religious life. And, and and what they do is you know, like the brothers are the ones who are responsible for like the day to day operations of a monastery. Like monasteries would not exist without lay brothers. It's basically what we call them. You know, those are the guys that are out, you know, if the monastery has a garden, they're out there tilling the garden, they're bringing the food every day for the the monks to eat. They're the ones that go around and they do a lot of the manual labor around the monasteries, you know, they're like... Uh, at the monastery I was at, there was this uh, guy by the name of Brother Joe, and like he loved just like he loved numbers, and so he would he would go around the monastery, and he would always like he always knew the exact amount of like BTUs of heat that was like being escaped from the windows, and he he knew he knew like the exact <laughs> amount of pounds or or I don't even know what the term is, but the amount of like natural gas we'd use on a month to month basis because like he liked he he liked numbers, he liked counting it all. Did he teach math or anything? no? He was actually astronomy major. Oh, interesting. So. It but he loved just like just counting stuff and like knowing metrics and things like that. Like that's a really essential thing because if you think about like if you're running a business, like you need to know your costs. You need to know exactly how much things are costing. You need to know if you're losing money, if you're making money, all that type of stuff. Well, brother Joe kind of fulfilled that in that you know, he knew how much, you know, if we were losing money on heating uh, whether it was going to be worth it to try and replace windows in the monastery versus, you know, continuing to heat them or whether we should just turn the degrees up or down, how much that's going to cost us. I mean, like, that's a really unique position to be in and it's a really cool job. But like, but, but there aren't many people that are considering vocations as lay brothers anymore. And I'm I'm a little concerned about that because I don't, I think it's, it's something that un, unless people really start looking at this seriously and thinking, you know, maybe I'm called to be a religious person but maybe I'm not really called to be a priest. I don't really, never really felt like I've wanted to do the priestly thing, but I do want to be spiritual. I think unless people really start looking at that, I think we we're in danger of losing the vocation of lay brothers. Mm. A uh, a priest once told me that because it's it's sort of a hard concept. You know, you're living a chaste life and you're sort of dedicating it to God. But you're not serving people as you would, you know, like a priest would. You're not sort of the shepherd of a flock. or Sure. Yeah, um, I mean, you're still serving people. You get to interact with people and mm-hmm. things like that. But not necessarily from the priestly perspective. Sure. And a, a priest actually told me a good way to understand it is that you have different parts of the church. Like, think of it like a normal, like a human body. And you have different parts of the body. You know, you have the lay part and you have the priest and the sisterhood and the monk, uh, the um, monastic life, excuse me, um, would be sort of like the veins of the church. So they pray and they support the church in other ways that give life to the church, Mm -hmm. um, but you don't necessarily see it. uh, It's not as public as, say, like a priest or a bishop or something like that. Right. Yeah, it's a pretty humble vocation. And uh, so anyway, so I spent time as a brother... Because I hadn't, you know, become a priest or anything like that. That was a little bit further down the line. So, if you're interested in that stuff, you know, there's a whole wealth of resources that are out there. Um, one of the ones that I would suggest you go take a look at is the Institute of Religious Life. It's a collection of religious orders. That are online, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. So if, if if that's something that's interesting to you, if that's something that's kind of maybe tugging at your heartstrings, you know, I suggest you go out, and take a look at the Institute of Religious Life because they're they're uh, it's just a collection of of orders that have kind of gotten together and said, you know, we we all want to make sure that we're faithful to the Church. We want to make sure that uh, you know we're we're listening to what the Pope tells us, and we're trying to form our people in the best way, shape, and form that we can so uh th- they're they're doing some really good work and i highly recommend you to go out and take a look at it and so we're hoping uh, on a future episode we can get uh maybe maybe we can go back and talk to father tom he has a really cool vocation story uh the father tom from the the confession episodes that we mm-hmm. did episode and i know father Roderick has talked about it a little bit on the the, the break or it used to be called the daily breakfast about his own vocation story so if, if we can find those we'll put those links in the show notes you can go out and take a listen to them
1: I triple dog
0: you. You No, know, before this is over I'm going to need a whole lot of serious therapy
1: surely you can't be serious I am serious and don't call me Shirley is there no one on this planet to even challenge me
0: okay I have a really fun Catholic challenge for you this week and we're going to have to end up closing down the bumper music really quickly here so I can play it. Um, I found this really cool video called The Women at the Well, and it's like it's almost like a jam poetry-like session, and should we just play the whole thing? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, we'll play part of it. Uh, it's really Because cool. we want to encourage you to go check it out. We'll put the link on our website. It's a YouTube video, uh, and our website is inbetweensundays.com, but we'll play part yeah. of it so you can preview it. And one of the things I really like about this is that this is kind of like... If, if I remember correctly, I think this is a reading that's coming up or it's already happened during Lent. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's just a really cool dramatization of it. So uh, just kind of let this be inspiration for you this week. So we'll, we'll play uh, about 30 seconds of it and uh, go out and check out this YouTube video. Yeah, this is from uh, a story found uh, in John 4, th- uh, chapter 4, three verses 3 through 30. So I'll go ahead and play this so you all can listen.
1: I am a woman of no distinction, of little importance. I am a woman of no reputation save that which is bad. You whisper as I pass by and cast judgmental glances, though you don't really take the time to look at me or even get to know me, for to be known is to be loved, and to be loved is to be known, and otherwise what's the point in doing either
0: one of them in the first place? I want to be known. I want someone to look at my face and not just see two eyes, a nose, a mouth, and two ears, but to see all that I am and could be—all my hopes, loves, and fears. But that's too much to hope for, to wish for, or pray for. So I don't—not anymore. Now I keep to myself, and by that I mean the pain that keeps me. So, so that's sort of like a modern-day version, uh, modern-day dialogue from John chapter four, verses three through thirty, and we'll put that link, that YouTube video, on our show yeah. notes which can be found on inbetweensundays.com yeah so go ahead and check it out I find it really powerful and it I, is I, I, I watch cool. it a lot so it's pretty pretty cool stuff
1: good evening here is the news for Palace. well hello Mr. Fancy Pants pay attention to me boy I'm not just talking to hear my head roar you guys you guys great news Rudolph santa claus is coming to town the little drummer boy they're all on tv this week
0: okay first thing off we talked about it at the beginning of the show high fructose corn syrup yes it's in the news but it's 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 infamous it's not famous correct that would be the definition of infamous yes so um, looks like uh, we have a link to a article and what is that about yeah like- I found this interesting article today and, and this is something I know I've been trying and we've, we talked a little bit about weight loss on our show uh, here and there. One of the things that uh, it's just kind of come out and it's just kind of one of those things that I think people have either recently realized or are coming to realize is that high fructose corn syrup has been like significantly linked to obesity. You know, it's one of those things, I know Father Roderick's talked about it, uh, uh, there's just all sorts of crazy stuff that happens. Uh, So if you are are at all interested in what the heck happens in your body when high fructose corn syrup comes in contact with it, uh, go ahead and take a look at this link, it's pretty cool stuff. So I just thought I'd mention that because it's just in passing. Yeah, and actually I've noticed a lot of products now in the store that will say no high fructose corn syrup because people are starting to sort of realize that uh, it's not good for you. Absolutely. So, second of all, uh, do you know the, the Pope blessed an image of Our Lady for Chile? I did not. Yeah, so it's a, it's an image of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, and he blessed it uh, basically after the earthquake, and because they they were getting ready to celebrate their bicentennial, which you know an earthquake's not exactly what you want to have happen before you your your bicentennial comes up. So, he blessed this image. Uh, actually, at the end of the audience, is today the twenty fourth? I think it is. Today is the twenty fourth. Uh, so, so, end of his end of his audience today, and uh, it's basically going to be, I believe, sending it out to Chile, to um, you know, just as a sign of goodwill. Yeah, you know, to some help prayers with, send some send some prayers towards towards Chile. They definitely need it. Yeah. So, so please continue to pray for the people of Chile, and we have a, a, a link to the article talking about the lady uh or the image of a lady for chilling uh i got some news uh f- okay so we have a piece of art that is currently in the studio right now did you know that really yes okay is okay it's in between no no, no it's poster? not the in between sunday's <laughs> yeah. poster no uh so this is interesting um, recently, the Museum of Modern Arts in New York has acquired the at sign. So, you know, the, the sign that's right above the W on your keyboard, the at sign. Okay. The little A with a the circle. They have acquired that for its Department of Architecture and Design as a piece of art. Because there's a really interesting history behind the at sign. So, like, that that, that puts to rest all those old jokes about, hey, excuse me, you're like in New York. Hey, excuse me, could you tell me where the at is at? We don't end our sentences with a prepositional phrase. Uh, I don't know about that, but um, it's just an interesting uh, little uh, sound clip from an NPR story that I heard. So I'll put that link in there. It's got a really cool history, and isn't I mean, it, isn't when at, I first isn't at at like a like a Star Wars term or something? I don't know. I'm not a big Star <laughs> Wars person, but the thing is, when I first heard the story on the radio, I was Where's like at at. I was like. Okay, is this April Fools? Like I th- I thought it wasn't April 1st or something yet cuz it didn't sound like a real story, but it really is. So, um museum, uh their new acquisition is the at sign. So, check that out. Yes, finally. Okay, it's, this is really have cool. Have you ever been to Rome? I'm not I'm not asking you Pat, I'm just asking I have, you in general. Though. I have. If you've never been to Rome and if you have been to Rome, uh the Vatican put up this way crazy cool tour of the Sistine Chapel, That's like this 3D like flash rendering thing of the Sistine Chapel. So if you've never seen the Sistine Chapel, um, I really recommend you go out and take a look at this because it is awesome. Like you can zoom in and like, it's not like it gets grainy or something. It it's, it's keeps the image quality. So it's awesome. So if you've ever wanted to just kind of like really sit and look at the Sistine Chapel and it has a really nice music to go with it. Oh, has some chant it that kind of plays in the background. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So go out and take a look at the flash tour of the Sistine Chapel. Anything else? uh no that's all i got i i i'm just excited i'm gonna go out and check out that flash this is cool the more contact i have with humans the more i learn what
1: hello fire department i just called to let you know that i am a bomb and i'm about to blow (laughs) (laughs) up whoops Cancel that. it's too late If there's ever anything that you need, don't call me. Hello? The check is in the mail. Hey, Nick and Pat, this is Tim. I'm just calling to give you an update on what I'm doing this Lent. Uh, I've been pretty good. I haven't uh, been eating out at any restaurant. I've been very diligent about making all my meals at home and have really opened my eyes to a lot of foods that I normally wouldn't eat. I really enjoyed watching that documentary that you recommended, Food, Inc. It helped me kind of strengthen my zeal for staying away from some fast food restaurants during this Lent. I did want to confess, though, that today I did go out the subway with my parish priest. Oh, no. And I asked him if he would give me a dispensation because I told him about uh, my Lenten, sacrifice to not eating out and he bought and at least I didn't get pop. I just stuck to a vegetarian meal with uh just some water instead of getting some pop. So I thought that might have been a little at least I didn't go overboard. So thanks for everything that you do and uh have a great Palm Sunday coming up this week. Take care. Bye.
0: Awesome. Well hey you too and you know that's something that I've been working on as well. And it's it's hard, man. It is hard. But uh, hey, you went out with your parish priest. I think that's okay. I hope you had a good spiritual conversation with him. Definitely. Um, you know, I was listening to Busted Halo on the way home tonight, and uh, the, uh, this is on on uh, XM Radio. And apparently, Brett, who is like one of the one of the guys in the show there, he he had given up eating all meat for Lent, oh, and so that's he went rough. out with like his, his like his his friends' parents like one night to like. It was like a Brazilian like oh, steakhouse. Had oh, no idea. Gosh. The only thing they served there is like fifteen different types of. Of course, meat. it's a Brazilian steakhouse. <laughs> so he must have not known that's so where they were like, going. He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, when I break it, I break it big. Oh, so man. they were they were talking about like some sort of penance that he should do to make up for his for his mistake. Apparently, he doesn't like lima beans, so they were trying to figure out, you know, like, well, what, what should he have to do? Should he have to stay quiet for an entire show, or like if he says <laughs> something, should he have to eat something? lima beans and some eggplant or something or what oh man it was funny well i hope everyone is doing well in their um linton promises and uh yeah easter is just right around the corner and and that you know honestly that about wraps up our show are you kidding me it does are you kidding me well they haven't queued up the music yet (laughs) that's okay oh shoot um well, uh, hey, we really appreciate you guys checking us out. Again, um, you know, if you think that your friends would enjoy the show, send them an email with com as a link. And yep. if, if uh, we say uh, makes you mad or makes you glad, you ought to let us know. Call our feedback line at 206-337-7945 or go to com. I don't know what else and, I'm supposed to and say. And click on contact. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So... Yeah. So, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it, and we look forward to doing. See another you guys episode. next week. Yes, yeah, see you guys next week. Yeah, next week is uh, April Fools, so uh, be ready for a little bit of fooling around. We have a special episode planned out for April Fools, so uh, keep keep stay tuned for that. We won't tell you what it is.
1: You're still here. It's over. Go home. Go.